1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Defeat is not an option for Rangers against Villarreal tomorrow, according to Stephen Gerrard. Scott Brown and Tom Rogic both travel with Celtic to Norway, ahead of a clash with Rosenborg. And Joe Lewis is confident Aberdeen can end the hoops treble treble dreams and land the League Cup on Sunday. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. Yeah, it's a massive week coming up. Uh, Celtic and Rosenborg Rangers at home to Villarreal. Vital for both clubs to get Results and then at the weekend it's back to the domestic football a cracking game on Saturday St Mirren v Hamilton the Betfred Cup final on Sunday and also the small matter of Rangers going to Tynecastle. Yeah, Jim Duffy, it's one of the biggest weeks of the season we've had because tomorrow we will be a whole lot closer mm. to knowing if Celtic and Rangers can progress in Europe or if they're going to be out. In fact, uh, and then of course massive games at the weekend too. Yeah, I mean it's amazing, uh, Gordon. You, know, we've got a cup final, but that's actually going to play second fiddle. To the European, um, you know, adventure uh, tomorrow night, and it's it's brilliant that the fact that the two teams had uh, great results, um, you know, in this tournament. You know, they've had, listen, they've had mixed results, but Rangers are still in the mix, Celtic are still in the mix, and that's really important. I think on the back of the national teams, a um, couple of victories not that long ago, we've got the cup final on Sunday. It's a really good positive time. We've been saying this all season. I think Scottish football is definitely. You know, in a really good place just now, and I think these two games tomorrow night, two good victories, and that'll that'll keep the ball rolling nicely. Celtic are, of course, in Norway ahead of that clash with Rosenborg. Brendan Rodgers is due to to go about his media conference now. Actually, it was meant to start four minutes ago. I don't think it has. So as soon as he finishes, we will bring you what Brendan Rodgers had to say. Get your thoughts in, though. So let's we're going to look ahead first to Rangers against Villarreal. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 Rangers fans Give us a call How confident are you Of progressing in Europe You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB uh, Stephen Gerrard believes The Europa League opponents Originally wrote his side off But thinks that it is A different story now They can take a step closer To the last 32 tomorrow And Gerrard says They've already proved The critics wrong I think everyone knows It's quite obviously We can't afford to lose this game um, We go in with a plan We go in with confidence And belief that we can Go and win the game um, I think if we bring our A game and we max out, we're certainly capable. But, you know, come the final whistle, it's obviously crucial that we don't lose the game. So, um, a draw takes it to, to the end, to the last game, to the wire. But uh, for us, we are going to go in to try and win it. There's certainly belief. Um, you know, we've, we've played against Villarreal you know, at their stadium and um, I thought we showed them too much respect in the first 45 minutes. But when we actually... Played with belief and confidence, we got a lot of joy and, and created a lot of problems. So we want the players to go and express themselves and play with freedom, and take the game to the opposition and see where it takes us. Um, you know, I think we have been the surprise team in this group. I don't think the opposition teams gave us much chance. So for us, it was always to try and take this group to the wire, and that's what we intend to do. Rangers fans 01419511025 All your thoughts ahead of tomorrow's game I'm sure there was a time when you set out In the first round of qualifying That a home victory against Villarreal would have seemed miles away What about now? Can it be done? And can progression be sealed in the coming weeks? Rangers of course did claim a draw away When they played Villarreal in Spain Gerard says that experience has really helped them 
It certainly gave us confidence and belief. I thought we finished the game as the stronger team, although they had a big chance as well at the death. Um, but you know, the, the players certainly looked confident coming off the pitch. Um, I think you know so, sometimes when you play against uh, a big opposition and you're the underdog and you're punching a little bit bit above your weight in terms of a fixture, but you go and give a good account of yourselves. That can be big for the group. Um, you know the training coming into this game has been really good and strong, so I sense that the players are ready. Um, and you know this is the stage where we all want to be, and this is the type of opposition we want to test ourselves against. Villarreal are the favourites; they've got Champions League experience, they've got a, a huge budget, individual players that are worth close to twenty million pounds. So this is a great test for myself and the players. Certainly is a great test Mark Guidi Do you feel like that belief level Will have shifted Like we said If you'd had this conversation Back in July I don't think many Would have given Rangers A chance of, of beating a team With the pedigree of Real. But looking at what's happened To both teams since then Do you fancy it? I, I don't think you can ever Rule Rangers out At, uh, at Ibrooks uh, Gordon tomorrow night They'll be the best part Of 50,000 Rangers supporters there They get a 2-2 draw in Spain In their opening game Of this section And Fought back twice Goals down, um, so that showed you know a great character, great mentality. Yeah, you know, pound for pound, player for player, there's no doubt Villarreal have more ability. Stephen Jenner's just admitted that there. However, they're right in the mix. Two games to go, they've got a home game, and you know, a victory tomorrow night might just be enough to get them over the line and and get them through, despite what happens in the in the final game. So it's all we play for, and. I'm not saying Rangers are going to win tomorrow night But I don't think they'll lose again Yeah the flip side of that Jim The reality of course If Rangers lose And Spartak beat Rapid Vienna mm-hmm. Rangers then Wouldn't be able to progress That's why it's such a big game Yeah but I think Playing Villarreal In a European competition Is uh, is something to savour For Rangers And Rangers supporters um, Villarreal are a, a big club You know Yeah they've not maybe uh, Been at their best The last couple of uh, seasons but they still are, you know, a, a good draw, you know, and, and a big draw. Spanish club, you know, the 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 way the Spanish teams play. And I agree with Stephen Gerrard. I, I, I've seen often you see many many reports when, and Mark's done many interviews with either players or coaches, um, and I think they just treat Scottish football with utter contempt. Mm-hmm. They, they still think we're playing the same style of football we played thirty years ago. You know, they'll say, oh, they play the British game, it's long ball, it's aggressive, all this kind of stuff. And I, I just think they think we haven't moved on. And if you look at, you know, both our clubs in Europe, none of them play that style. You know, they both play football, if you want to call it that, you know, in the, in the, in the not, not quite the purest sense, of course, there's, a, there's, still, there's still elements of the Scottish game. But I certainly think that we're much more equipped now to go and compete at this level Of course the very top level uh, European competition Yeah still a, still a gap But at this level Celtic and Rangers Are showing That um, they're good enough To compete at this level And I expect Rangers To win tomorrow night. I think they will mm. win I think they're terrific at Ibrox I think they've got A real belief at Ibrox There's an energy about them And they start the games Very strongly I think if they get Villarreal on the back foot Early on Which is You know Normal practice at Ibrox For most of the games then I think they can go and win this game Jim Duffy expecting Rangers to win tomorrow Do you agree or disagree? It's 01419511025 on the phones On Twitter it's at Clyde SSB How important will that be Mark? It's been a bit of a feature of Rangers Home form this season has been the, the quick start The early goals and everything that comes with it Yeah I mean they have They've had some really good results um, They've also won games without playing particularly well They've also won games where Alan McGregor 
has pulled him out of hole time and time again, uh, which is important. So you know, it's staying solid um, at the back too is key to it because it, it, it would be natural for the Rangers players to you know want to go forward and take the game to Villarreal. You know, back with the huge support tomorrow night. It's going to be. Wet and windy, it'll be a greasy surface. The floodlights on, but you know it's perfect for, for, for Scottish play? players. Yeah, Mark, I don't see Gav why McCauley not. Play? I don't see why not, Jim. Mm. You know he's he's solid. You know he's the fourth or the fourth central defender to be brought into the club by Stephen Gerrard, so he's still searching for that perfect partnership. And maybe part of the problem had been that McCauley just wasn't up to speed. Mm. He knows he's going to be his best centre half, but just had to mm. wait to find the time. So yeah, why not throw him? In? Well, because that would be the obvious criticism if you're looking at the previous European game, wouldn't it? I mean, a lot of Rangers attacking play and the way they took their goals was excellent, but they lost the game and they lost it because the defending wasn't mm. good enough. So. That would perhaps not be too much of a shock to yeah, see I him mean, in they, there. They, they scored three goals, got another one, uh, you know, disallowed um, uh, wrongly. But uh, you know, to go there and create as many chances, almost scored in the dying seconds as well. So you create a lot of chances away in, in, in against Moscow. But defensively, they were poor. But also defensively in midfield, they were poor. You know, the def- the central defenders took a bit of stick for it, and and and, and rightfully so. But. I just felt the midfield was far too open. They, they left too much space and there was players running beyond the midfield. So I think that's something that Steven Gerrard knows that if his team get caught up in the atmosphere and are on the front foot, they need to make sure they don't get caught in the counter-attack because the Spaniards love that. You know, they'll, 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 they'll not be phased by the atmosphere and they'll look to counter-attack. So for me... Midfield has got to be a bit more switched on and a bit more alert quicker. Central midfield is an area they have to improve. I'm reading for domestic football, Gordon, for me, and they do get exposed in Europe in that area. And Jim's right because they certain defence take all the stick, but they need a proper bit of quality in that area. If Rangers have got aspirations to become league champions, and and they have, and they brought in a manager that wants to achieve that too. Central midfield area is a long, long way short Over a 38 game period of being a title winning uh, team Celtic's press conference in Norway hasn't started yet So we're running a bit late But like I say, as soon as Brendan Rodgers has completed the press conference We will bring you what he had to say 0141 951 1025 Though let's hear from you Let's hear what you think ahead of tomorrow's games Can your team do it? What's going to be uh, the biggest sticking point? If not, Ian is a Rangers fan in Alva Hi Ian How you doing? Um, I think Rangers resemble Scotland in the way that they try and sit back if they're if they're ahead and defend the goal. They're not good at it. Um, you know, I'm a Rangers supporter, but I, as well as the defence, as sorry, the defence is good, but you can't sit back and sit back and defend a winning goal, uh, especially if the midfield, as you say, was is is suspect, as you say, and agree that we were going to have to strengthen there. And where the money's coming from, I don't know, but I don't care, as long as we're not uh, in hawk again. But but uh, the fact that there is money in, intimates to us that um, it, Mr King is not the only guy around giving him money, surely, because we, he's been tight with it before. Not tight, but you know, there's money coming all the time. I suppose two separate well, issues there, really, because you're looking ahead to January and, and and what may happen, but that might depend on how well this goes tomorrow night and and in yeah, future because Thursday if, nights. If you get if you get through, if Rangers get through, then you know I'd imagine depending on the draw, but they'll, they could well get another four or five million quid um, in Gordon. You know, just from my last uh, thirty-two tie, which would be good, which might mean it raises funds. 
I suspect I don't know for sure But I suspect that There's not going to be A lot of funds there uh, There might be a, an opportunity To bring in one or two And add to the wage bill When we get one or two out But I don't think There's going to be For example Three or four million quid To go and spend In two or three players um, On January I don't see that be the case The only way that could happen Is if they cash in In a Tavernier Or they cash in In a Morelos And Stephen Gerrard thinks Well it's best to go And bring in Whatever it may be Six to twelve million pounds Because that's going to Generate me Allow me to bring in four or five players to then go and try and make us become league champions. So it depends. It's a big month for Rangers, but I think if they are to do any serious business, um, I think he's going to have to generate his own money. Well, I think there might be money available in January. I mean, I don't know how much, but uh, even maybe up to five million pounds. And part of that is ex- a bit partly what Mark said there. They do have saleable assets now, mm-hmm. so therefore, if things didn't quite go to plan. Then they can recoup, recoup that, which in the past I think that they didn't maybe didn't have those those type of players. So I think there's there's at least a couple of players as you mentioned, Tavernier and Morelos. There's probably another one or two that um, you know that, that there is value there, uh, and I think they will have improved um, the likes of Candias and, mm-hmm. and guys that who I think have improved um, quite significantly. But there's there's other players. But for me. I think that they will strengthen in January again and um, you know Dave King he might be prudent with some aspects but he has backed his manager I think it was 15 was it 15 signings in the summer something like that so that proves he has backed it you know Ian saying that you know maybe um, you know he's Disney care as long as as, uh, you know the the, the club's in safe hands and that's vital that's very important you don't go chasing the dream um, at putting your club at risk but um, I think centre midfield and also up front again I think uh, you know, Kel Lafferty hasn't quite, you know, you know, uh, maybe been the, the the level that they were expo- expected and hoped they'd be coming from Hearts. And if you take Marielis out of the team, that is a significant blow to Rangers. Mm-hmm. So I think they maybe have to look to to find someone who can who can go and compete with a place alongside Alfredo Morelos. Ian, give us a bit of a flavour of how confident you are of, of progressing through this group. There's I mean it's certainly doable. There's still a lot of work to be done. Do you fancy oh, yeah, Rangers I chances? We'll, we'll score. Uh, two tomorrow at least And win the game Yeah as long as we don't sit back like Scotland And have our goalkeeper to save a, a reflex save in the dying minutes Well it's the same goalkeeper So yeah. if he's there then he'll You know Scotland won that game If that's the way it has to be mm-hmm. Jim Duffy I'm yeah. sure Stephen Gerrard would take it Yeah I mean again as I said before As I say I think Alan McGregor would make 99 teams at 100 anyway But he was on his toes His concentration which is terrific we know that he's, uh, you know, is a, a fantastic, uh, reactive goalkeeper. Is saves things. His uh, short stops outstanding. Um, but you know, from Rangers, I don't, I don't really see Rangers sitting back. I mean, they're, they're, maybe that was their fault. Maybe when they went away to Moscow, maybe better sitting back because mm-hmm. actually they weren't that much, you know, like threat going forward. I think they all get caught up and they think, well, we can score almost every time we went forward, and maybe that's maybe that just. Little lack of experience and and, and um, Stephen Gerrard alluded to that saying Villarreal have got plenty of European experience even the Champions League, whereas maybe some of the Rangers players just lacked that wee bit of European experience and maybe that's the reason. Although McCauley's not the European, obviously played at international level, yeah. he's maybe got that. Whereas if they are in front, they can just mm. calm it down and manage the game a little bit better. I think that's probably that they have the game managed better. I have no idea if they did for sure, Mark, but there may be a school of thought that Villarreal did underestimate Rangers in the, in yeah. the first leg. Well, first of all, do you think they did? And secondly, does that actually make it harder this time because 
presumably they they won't do it again. Yeah, I, I mean only the Villarreal players and and management could tell you for sure. But I suspect they probably would have. They've probably looked at Rangers and thought, yeah, okay, they're, they're, they're fine. They've not won the Scottish League for for X amount of years. They they get through the qualifying rounds, but they never really played anybody a substance. That would be the Villarreal opinion, etc., etc. And yeah, just as I've, I've all said, and we all know, they, they do tend to look down their noses at Scottish football. That's the bottom line. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point you make, Gordon. They may well come more prepared. And knowing now you're at the business end of the competition, and you know a victory for Villarreal tomorrow night is exactly what they're they're looking for. So yeah, it could make them dangerous, as I say, particularly Spaniards, Europeans. On the counter-attack They love it They absolutely love that And that's what Rangers Need to be wary of tomorrow night Big thank you to Ian The Rangers fan from Alva It's 01419511025 If you'd like to join in And if you'd rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB The Celtic press conference Has now started in Norway So as soon as that finishes uh, We'll cross over And speak to our man Ronnie Charters Get the lowdown And let you hear from The likes of Brendan Rodgers And Callum McGregor As well We will hear though From the Rosenborg boss Rooney Cullen After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off by looking ahead to Rangers against Villarreal tomorrow. Remember, there'll be plenty from Brendan Rodgers as soon as he finishes his press conference in Norway. We did speak to the Rosenborg manager a bit earlier on, though, so give us your thoughts on that game. 01419511025. Rennie Cullen says that Sunday's Norwegian Cup final will be on his mind and is more important than tomorrow's game against Celtic. He says he'll use his squad smartly, but admits he can't weaken the side too much as he does want to go into that cup final with a positive result. Yes, tomorrow uh, uh, we try to, to use the, the, the best players available and because we have to be smart as well because some of the players will not play the full 90 minutes. Yes, we have to have a good feeling from this game uh, because uh, as, as you just mentioned, a few days later we're going to play a cup game so you have to get a good feeling out of this game. And yes, we like to show in our last home game against a European good team. So now we definitely will tomorrow have a good team. We're looking for a good performance, of course, looking for a result as well. Uh, and comparing that to the game with uh, Sunday, yes, that's the game where we get can win something uh, because we like to win the, the cup everybody told me about how the cup final is because that's brand new for me and that's what I feel and I definitely feel that's going to it's very very important Jim Duffy no manager is going to sit there and say yeah listen I'm, I'm putting out all the reserves it's going to be a weakened team but all the reports coming out of Norway suggest that this cup final on Sunday is very much Rosenborg's priority they've got not I mean technically I think they can still progress in Europe but very unlikely mm-hmm. What's that like from a Celtic perspective then? How important is it for Brendan Rodgers and his players to, to block all that stuff out? Because it can't be easy going into the game thinking, oh, listen, they, they've got a weakened team. That, and does that allow for complacency if you do? Well, it's very difficult to you know ignore it, that's for sure, because journalists, I mean, I'm sure when Brendan Rodgers gets interviewed tonight and uh, you know he's in the middle of his conference, people will ask that question. People will su- put a suggestion that they're a weakened side, that that should help Celtic. You know, people will be uh, texting the players, you know, family, friends, when they're texting the players when they're away, saying, oh, listen, they're not playing the strong teams, you know, they're they're leaving players out, all these sort of things. So that seeps into the to the mindset. So it's very difficult, um, Gordon, just to kind of just shrug that aside and think, ah, nah, listen, we really need to focus on that. But I think the importance of the fixture, I think, will hopefully then over override that because Celtic know that if they go there tomorrow night, 
uh, sorry, to, uh, tomorrow night and then get a, a victory, then, you know, puts them in a terrific position with, with one game to go. So, for me, uh, I think the importance of the fixture will, will be able to uh, make sure that the Celtic players remain fully focused. But it will be, you know, it's obviously just in the back of their minds and they'll be told that. So, um, Brendan Rodgers will be reinforcing it. But, as I said, um, you know, the players will be fully aware of it. Mark Weedy? Yeah, I mean, I think Celtic have got an excellent opportunity tomorrow night to go and win the game. Uh, I think they will win the game, Gordon, and, you know, credit to them if they do, because, you know, I'd, I'd probably written them off after a couple of games, but they've really found form in the past five or six weeks. And I think they'll want to keep that momentum going as well. And, and not only that, there is a proper fight on for cup final places in the Celtic team um, on Sunday. So if Brown gets a nod tomorrow night or Rodgers gets a nod or and Sham or McGregor or, or whoever it may be, they know if they are given a start tomorrow night, they're in pole position to go and make themselves undroppable for Sunday uh, in the eyes mm. of the man. You look at Forrest, you, you look at Sinclair um, as well. So I think Celtic have a real bit about them tomorrow night. Rosenberg are absolutely out of it. There's no doubt they'll play in the, their manager's eyes a weakened team, but that shouldn't detract the Celtic players from being absolutely focused and make it a week to remember because they can come right back in it on Thursday night and then on Sunday it's a chance to win the first um, cup that's available which should give them mm-hmm. seven domestic trophies on the trot. Early line coming from Brendan Rogers is that Tom Rogic and Scott Brown are fit and available if required. Quite a decision to be made there Given Celtic's recent midfield performances Patrick is a Celtic fan from Castle Milk What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow Patrick? Alright panel Hello Hi Patrick Hi Patrick uh, What was I going to say uh, All this stuff about um, Putting out a weakened team mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't think Whether they were weak or not weak I still think Celtic Will ease it By about 3-0 I don't know what the panel think about that But um, There you are that's my opinion. Is this on the back of so many confident attacking performances recently, Patrick? Well, aye, and don't forget, no, we've got an important game of the weekend as well as a cup final. Are we going to put out a weekend team? Yeah, that, that, that is the thing. I mean, we mentioned this on last night's show. Both teams are in similar situations. The only difference would be, Jim, that Rosenborg realistically don't have yeah. the chance to qualify from the Europa yeah. League group. I mean, listen, Patrick's very optimistic and fans should be optimistic and believe in their team, but Celtic, you know, took a long time to get over the line at home. You know, 1-0 late on, um, very late. So, you know, going away there, even with a side who, who may well have one eye on the, in, in the domestic cup final, I still think uh, they'll be organised. You know, they're normally tough to break down. So, listen, if Celtic... Had a one goal advantage um, at the end of the match, then I think Brendan Rodgers will be delighted. Um, three nothing for me would be a bit optimistic. Again, similar to the what I think about it, I think Celtic will win, but I think it will be a little bit tighter than three now. Uh, Patrick Scott Brown travels. He's available. Does he go back into the team tomorrow for you? For me, I think he should go straight and I. He's the main man. Right, who misses out then? Um. I really don't know to be yeah, honest. See, that's a harder <laughs> question, isn't it? <laughs> Aye, I mean, Forrest is on forum. Um, McGregor, take McGregor out. That would be harsh. Is there a right answer? Well, that's that's the the thing. Thing. And that's why the manager is the manager. That's why he's paid the money, and that's why he will choose the team 
Tomorrow night and on Sunday On both occasions That he believes is the best shot To to win the game And if that means He gives an opportunity To the starting 11 Tomorrow night To be the starting 11 on Sunday Or he's decided No I'm going to have to Mix up a little bit Based on the The strengths and weaknesses Of Rosenberg And based on the strengths And weaknesses Of Aberdeen Alright then If Scott Brown plays One of the two which is it? What's the most important? He'd need to play tomorrow night. He'd need to see how he is and play tomorrow night. First of all, I would think he'd be more likely to play the European because it's an away tie, and you're still going to need, you know, that experience, you know, that uh, that uh, game knowledge, and also that defensive, like sort of kind of protection a little bit, as much as, you know, they may well whatever aside, it's not the, the strongest, but. Going into the cup final on Sunday, I think Celtic will dominate possession. I think Brendan Rodgers will. Know that I think Aberdeen will come with a game plan to try and stifle Celtic. So I think somebody like McGregor in that role, which he's played over the last six weeks or so, has been immense. Mm-hmm. And I, I would expect him to play. I don't expect Scott Brown to play in both games. And if he is going to play one, I would think it'd be tomorrow night. Final word to you, Patrick. Can I add something else? Sure can. You see what you're talking about about who's going to come in for Scott Brown, who's coming in, who's coming out. I mean, nobody can actually mention anything like that until we know the formation is getting put out. Is that not true, no? Yeah, fair. Just don't. Just just what yeah. we do, isn't it? We just always yeah. speculate about teams and it, who's going to play. It rarely, it rarely moves from four two three one. It's it's rarely away moves from, from that. Yeah, yeah. It rarely moves yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah. Two go along with that. Players. Yeah, we do. I mean, as I said, it, domestically sometimes he allows one of the other midfield players to go and advance a little bit. So, mm. for instance, recently he's really played with one McGregor mm. as a one sitting, and where it's Christie. Has been a little bit more advanced, or Rogic is a bit more advanced, but you know, over, over the piece, it's been Cham and Brown have been the two that sat, and and then he's got, yeah. he's got he's got the other four in front of and him. And then generally in the big games, Tom Rogic has been the yeah. main man mm-hmm. in, in that role. Ryan Christie has has performed very well. Mm-hmm. Cham came back into the team at the weekend, yeah. and if you add Brown and Rogic, that, <laughs> it doesn't add well, up. It's an more than one. Cheese, and it's has great to miss if, you're, if you're if you're Brendan Rodgers, and obviously the Celtic fans will have their opinion. Someone wants Scott Brown in. Someone want that left alone. People look at Ryan Christie. I mean, he's. I mean, can you get any better form than Ryan Christie's in just now? You know, I don't think you'll leave these guys out. I think like anybody, including Scott Brown, and I think Scott Brown would know that. I think you'll look at Celtic's team and think, well, if I was playing as well as Callum McGregor and Ryan Christie, I wouldn't expect to be left out. So. There's competition for places there, but there's also tactical decisions that the manager will make, and I think he might just make it tomorrow night with the with the likes of Scott Brown coming in. There's basically gone. There's six places up for grabs, okay, and I think out of the six from from middle to front, only two are certs, and that's Edward and Forrest. Forrest. And for me, there's there's four, uh, and I'm talking mainly about Sunday in terms of the, the the cup final. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven. In the running for four, four places, seven are and Sham Brown, Rogic, McGregor, Christie, Sinclair, um, and if you want to throw in Griffiths because he can, you know, float mm. about. But um, I think there's there's seven in the running for four places. The holding two in particular will be real interesting for me to see who he goes for. A good point on Twitter from Andy. I was going to bring this up, but I don't mind you beating me to it. He says a shout out for my boys Hamilton Aki's under nineteens. Under nineteens, easy for me to say. Uh, their second round, second leg tie against Mitchelland in the UEFA Youth League. They're two 0 down from the first leg, but more than capable of getting a result. All the best to everyone involved. Hopefully, we bring you good news from that. Uh, a horrendous as... night for football too. Yeah. for the boys on horrendous night. Absolutely. Hopefully, they can do the business and overturn that result and get through once again. Darrell's a Celtic fan in Cumbernauld. Hi Darrell Evening guys, how are we doing? Good Hi, thanks, Darryl. what's on your mind ahead of tomorrow? Uh, it's really about this whole week inside 
malarkey. Um, I think that could be quite dangerous for Celtic. Um, I think if they get too complacent with it and they, um, you know, they sort of play on that a wee bit, you know, maybe half time comes, it's nothing each. You might start, you know, thinking, you know, are we going to do this? And then they, you know, start panicking a wee bit with the fact that they know they've got a weak inside out. Uh, I don't know if you agree with if it's kind of like it could be a bad point for Celtic. You understand that logic? Yeah. No, as I said, there's no way Celtic players can avoid it. I mean, everyone's telling them it. You know, they'll have heard it, they'll have read it. Everyone knows about it. But as I mentioned, Celtic players have got more than enough experience now in European football to you know concern themselves too much with the, the opponents. And also, if it is a wee bit of mind games, you never know from the opposition manager just kind of throwing it in there anyway, just to try and uh, you know to see if Celtic can take their eye off the ball a little bit. But um, I, I think, as I said, the importance of the match uh, will will not be. Uh, lost on the players I think the manager Will be re-emphasising that Listen Forget what they, who, who they have out that We've got over there they got a job to do And that is to win this match And keep uh, ourselves In the running uh, To qualify For the, the knockout stages So I, I think that uh, I don't really think It'll have too much of an impact mm. But it will I mean it could Daryl's right I mean you know Sometimes uh, mind games can can seep into the players' uh, psyche. Of course, Mark Guidi, the other feature of this meeting is there's an incredible level of familiarity about these sites. Yeah. yeah. The likes of which you don't often get in Europe. No. Celtic, they've already played two legs, of course, in uh, the qualification campaign earlier on. If it was last season as well. This is the sixth time in and what, now again, 18 so, months. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, then they've, been, they've gone over to Trondheim and uh, had good results over there uh, in the past. I don't think the venue or the opposition will hold any fear. It's not an intimidating. Arena for the Celtic players The the experience and mentality that they've got Will be good enough They've had a couple of good results Away from home in recent times A couple of shockers Away from home as well But if the real Celtic Turn up Then I think they'll win the game Because it is more at stake And the bottom line is You know you can go on about the weekend team and stuff like that When there is something at stake um, People can argue Well if, you, if it's not at stake You're more relaxed I don't go for that When there's something at stake You should be absolutely on it And that's the way Celtic will be tomorrow night Any early thoughts on the team Darrell It's a 5-6 to six kick off So essentially tonight shows The last chance you have To get your predictions in For who plays uh, I'm not I'm not really too sure to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not really caught up on who's you know who's going to be fit and who's not going to be uh, fit. Brown and Rogic are both available. They're all fit. To, yeah, everyone's oh, fit. The bottom line. Well, I, I think you should maybe keep things the way they are. I mean, no Brown's an influential player, but why fix something that's no broke? So the other, I'll maybe put Forrest up front. I, mean, I don't know if you agree with me. I don't know if it's maybe too big a stage to try him up front, but. I what is the number nine tomorrow? But why? Why would you train? No, you just said no there you wouldn't. You wouldn't head fix something that's not broken. Why would you change James Forrest? James Forrest is playing phenomenal football. Why would you change him? Well, no. Well, that's, that's true. I but I mean the way he's been playing for Scotland, he's been banging them in and up front. Well, for Scotland, you know, he's no, he's playing as a winger. So he's playing as a winger would, there as well. Would you play him up front at all tomorrow, or would you keep it the way it is with Edward up front, and then maybe maybe give Forrest a win on up front towards the end of the season, see how he pans out. As I said before, at this moment in time, James Forrest, I wouldn't move James Forrest from anywhere other than he's, where he's playing. Uh, he's, he's timing of his runs off the flank has been exceptional. He's finding space, and not only that, when he finds a, uh, the space, he fully exploits it with composure and finishing. What has he got, 11 goals in 12 games, is it? Or 12 and 11, he's, something like that. He's on fire. It's just... Uh, that was before the weekend, form. I think, but yeah, incredible. And, and, and I think I would, I would leave him well, well alone. I wouldn't do it with James Forrest. Aberdeen fans, let's hear from you. How are you feeling about the cup final? You go into it in pretty poor form after that 3-0 defeat at Fir Park, but... Stranger things have happened We're going to hear from your goalkeeper Joe Lewis So give us your thoughts ahead of the League Cup final 
uh, And we'll get to that after I speak to you about something very important indeed Cash for Kids Mission Christmas In partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Caring about children in Glasgow and the West Christmas is fast approaching I'm passing more Christmas trees by the day On the way home And that's when you know Now it should be a time for bringing together everyone All the family and friends get together Uh, But unfortunately for thousands of children Across Glasgow and the West It really is just another day And we want to change that You can help by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year Uh, Let's hear from Don Middleton From Motherwell Football Club's Community Trust On where that money could go She helps keep children active over the holidays Making sure they're getting fed when they're not at school But unfortunately She says child poverty is actually getting worse And not better As we've offered out these free places at camps We've discovered more and more young people struggling More and more families that can't afford to put food on the table And the children that we target are the ones that can't afford to come to camps. So every little bit of support, like the support we get from Cash for Kids, makes a huge difference to us and the work that we can impact in our local communities. Every single pound donated goes straight back out to local children. Not a penny of your donation is spent on administration costs or anything like that. So if you want to help this Christmas, you can donate £5 by texting Clyde to 70808. That's Clyde to 70808. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Two options. If you want to join us, give us a call or tweet at Clyde SSB. Raffles is on, predicting that Celtic will win a tight game tomorrow. He says they won't be thinking ahead to Sunday as they will steamroll. Aberdeen uh, And Simon Pettigrew believes that Scott Brown will be edged back in So that he's ready to run the midfield at Ibrox he says So he's already looking ahead uh, to that fixture at the end of the year Aberdeen fans, I'm keen to get your thoughts Because there's a lot of focus uh, in this city going on to the European game So let's uh, let's talk League Cup final And what chance you have going into that one 01419511025 is the number That's the number Davy in Pollock has dialed What's your point tonight Davy? Uh, my point is at least about the, the young boy Dockery that's going to Shrewsbury for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally think Rangers are too light in the middle. In the midfield, as, as uh, Jim was saying earlier. You know, and this boy's been doing seemingly playing absolutely fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he scored again last night, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah he's scoring, scoring goals for fun down there. And if you look at the Rangers midfield, with all due respect, they're no, no scoring as many goals apart from the Arfield as what you would do like, you like their midfield. And I'm thinking, would it not be better to see the Gerard spending some their money? Would it not be better to throw this going back? Mm. Because, I mean, I think, I think he's maybe jumped up to be able to say it's even clearer this. But I think he's 110 games as a kid mm-hmm. for Hamilton yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, Dave, I think you, you, you're right. I, I think one, he has done really well. Stephen Gerrard said he, he didn't feel he was quite ready yet for you know, maybe the way he wanted to play and the style he wanted to play and get down there and get games. So I think if you're not going to play, that is ideal. But I think it tells you a lot about the character of Greg Dockery. He's went down there, I think, at 21 years of age. A lot of boys could have thrown their toys out, but he's went down there, rolled his sleeves up. That is an unforgiving league down there. You know, there's a lot of travelling, it's a lot competitive, it's physical. But he's thriving in it, and I think he's thrown a, uh, you know, he's, he's sending a message to Stephen Gerrard to say, listen, I'm ready to come back up here in January. And I, I personally think he's a bit better than uh, Ajari and, and maybe Kula Bali. I think he's a bit better than him, my, my own personal opinion. <laughs> so 
I think yeah He could come mm. in there And he's, he's better Andy Halliday In a, t- a different type Halliday's got a different type of player But If someone looked at it And thought right, Who else could begin there Yeah I think Greg Docker Would be a very good option Now that he's had those games uh, And if, if Stephen Gerrard Does decide To bring him back in January I think it would be uh, You know A positive move for, for the player And for Rangers Sometimes And I'm not talking about Greg Docherty in particular Mark Sometimes There is a trap You can fall into Where you think that Guys who are out on loan They're better than what yeah, we've got Get yeah. them back But having said that yeah. I mean he is performing well At Shrewsbury Scored again last night That's uh, two in his last three yeah. he's, he's certainly He's keeping his side of the bargain Yeah I mean I've I've always supported Greg Doggett in this programme As you know Gordon Going back to when he was at Hamilton Nackies You know championed him To get a call up for the Scotland On the 21s And I was so surprised That when he never Could have been great form I think what happened With, with Greg when he went to Rangers last season I think he was a, maybe a victim of circumstance in terms of what was going on at Rangers at that time you know between uh, the, the, the change of manager you, know, you, you can easily say there was a bit of disarray um, at the club as well and for a young player it's always better to go into a stable environment and he didn't have that but you're right he had a, a you know a grown up conversation with Stephen Gerrard the manager was very honest with him he's gone down to Shrewsbury I dare say Rangers would have a callback for him in January if they want it. However, if you're Stephen Gerrard, what you've got to weigh up is I am only going to bring him back if I'm going to play him. I'm not going to bring him back to give him five or six games uh, between now and, and the end of May because he'll be missing out and playing 25 games at that level again at Shrewsbury and he comes back and even better playing the summer. But I'm sure the scouts will be watching him and think, well, yeah, I agree as well with Jim. I think he's better than most of the central midfielders um, at Rangers and I would like to see him to come back to see how he copes but I'll trust Stephen Gerrard's judgement on that for exactly the reasons I just said it's a, it's important to get his game time and where's he going to get the most game time at Rangers in the second half of the season or at Shrewsbury in the second half of the season Davey how important do you think loan spells like this can be I mean there are countless examples just the one that sort of springs to mind because he's one of the informed players for club and country at the moment. Look at Callum McGregor at Celtic, went to a very similar level, went to Notts County, took took the, the slow road, if you like, and now is very much a, a mainstay of that team. Would that be the, the hope for Greg Doherty? Well, I, I hope he comes back and he, you know, to me, he's a fantastic player. And I, I don't know who it was saying, I don't know if it was Jimmy was saying, but he, he's as good as no better and what the poet. And because he's a young kid, but to me, I mean, I've ran with teams all my life, my life and I've I've worked with two professional teams. I'm not going to mention their names, but uh, I feel I feel that what Rangers lack, if they lack anything at this minute in time, apart from another centre forward with Morales, to me they lack somebody in midfield that's going to win second ball. You know, when you when they played against Livingston or they played against Motherwell, or especially when they played against Celtic at Parkhead, they never won any second ball. Any the second ball was going to all the place in the opposition was winning the ball, and I think Docherty would do that job. I really do. And you look at you look at uh, the likes of Malt has went back down for Motherwell, who was, at, I mean, the boy was a revelation up here, uh, a different position, obviously. He goes back down and kind of get a game down south. It was the same with, with somebody there mentioned Halliday. Now, Halliday went down, and I like, he's a Rangers player, so you don't want to badmouth your own, your own fan, your own team, but uh, even down south, couldn't he get a game? And it's, it's the same with Bain came up to down south and he's now playing with Motherwell and doing a good job. He's a strong boy and he suits a, the Scottish Premier League. But I just feel that Rangers need a ball winner in midfield. I don't think, personally, Jack is, is, is a good player without any doubt, but he's not a ball winner. He, he, to, me, to me, he's no covering 
he doesn't do the same sort of job as Brown does with Celtic OK thank you to Davy and Pollock Going to have to move on Davy just so I can squeeze in Chris in Dumbarton What's on your mind Chris? Hi guys um, Just want to talk about the, the game tomorrow night um, I was listening to, to Jim and Mark earlier on Talking about And how you know they're, they're supposed to be pound for pound a, a team with better quality than Rangers And to an extent that's true But I genuinely think Rangers have got a massive chance To get all three points tomorrow night um, There's a few reasons for that Firstly this is a Villarreal team Who haven't won away from home In the Europa League yet So to, they're going to have to come here And try to do it to kind of You know break that uh, get that off their back a wee bit this season uh, Secondly, I don't know how much Spanish football y- y- you see at all But they're having a dreadful season um, And this is a-, a big week for them It's the first of three games in seven days yeah, They play Barcelona uh, on Sunday, don't they? First weekend and then Almeria Midweek in the, the Copa del Rey So they're, they're going to their mind other places as well um, And lastly, if just take a look at the, the studio windows The weather's horrendous just now It's a million miles for the, the nearby beaches of Benidorm that are used to So it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system I think And I, I genuinely think Rangers are going to win tomorrow night And I'm putting a week in a bit and, and turn up on Rangers Yeah I mean you, can, you can't really argue with a lot of what Chris is saying People are obviously going to point to the quality of some of their players I mean Santi Cazorla and guys like that are clearly good players However there's no getting away from it Their form has been terrible Yes they beat Real Betis at the weekend But going into that game Jim I mean they're 16th in the table They're clearly not firing No I mean they're not playing Anywhere near um, The level that their, their, their Personnel would suggest uh, And Rangers Can perhaps take advantage of that But I, I wouldn't worry too much About the weather It does uh, they, do, they do have uh, You know periods And you see games in, in Spain Where it's, uh, it's It's absolutely lashing down as well um, I don't really but think It's that, that cold rain here Yeah no, Exactly it's aye, aye, that, that, that goes through you uh, No so I don't I really don't think that, That'll uh, play a part I mean I think that um, The intensity of the game Is different in Scottish football I mean the, the Spanish football Is a little bit more um, Calmer it's, it's, You know you know, A little bit more um, you know, played with their heads, whereas we play with energy and tempo and aggression. As I said, they still pass the ball better now than we did over the years. But there are elements, as I mentioned, that are still, if you want to call it a Scottish trait. And I think that that can be to our advantage tomorrow night if you're a Rangers uh, player. Um, but Villarreal, I wouldn't say they're one of the top teams because they're not, but they are a dangerous side. Mm. But both myself and Mark think that Rangers will get positive results. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time. Time for you to step up to the plate and take on Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy. Remember all this week, just for getting on, even if you get a big fat zero, just for getting through, you will win yourself a pair of tickets to a Legends of Scottish football event with Danny McGrain, Davy Hay and Frank McAvenny on Monday the 7th of January at Glasgow's Royal Concert Hall. So come on, get the tickets so you can go along, maybe give them to someone as a Christmas gift. And before Christmas, we will have a Rangers event very similar as well. So if you fancy Beat the Pundit tonight, 01419511025, do it quick, you only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're about to cross over live, hopefully, to Norway, speak to Ronnie Charters, and hear from Brendan Rogers. Get the lowdown from the Celtic camp ahead of Rosenborg against Celtic tomorrow. Before we do that, though. 
the pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for tonight's Beat the Pundit. Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are both standing by. One of them is going to be up against David from Hoganfield. Hi, David. Hi there, how you doing? Not too... What did I say? Hoganfield Do you know what it was? I was actually just distracted Because it said David Snedden And that reminded me of the guy Was it Fame Academy or whatever it was? I get that Sorry, I know And I've just done it again Do you know a baddie in the high road as well? Was that Dave Snedden? Was a baddie in the high road? Sorry Anyway, David What's interesting here You're a Rangers fan And just for getting on You've won yourself tickets To go to this Legends of Celtic event With Frank McAvenny Danny McGrain And Davey Hay You've got two options You go along and you enjoy your night Or you give them to someone for Christmas I would I would uh, like to uh, donate them for cash for kids If that's okay Oh there we go Very oh, nice very of you nice. There we go And don't worry Well you can have your chance In a couple of weeks To win similar tickets uh, To a Rangers event as well I'm going to toss the coin And see who you're up against Heads it's going to be Mark Guidi Tails it will be Jim Duffy And it is heads Mark Guidi up against David Snedden oh, I'm not going to do, do the joke Right Mark mm-hmm. get those headphones on Properly please And I'll yep. give you some Clyde too. And we'll get David's clock up and running David you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Mark The secret is you can pass So if you're going to do it, do it quickly you ready? No problem, thank you Which St Johnston winger is going to miss the rest of the season with a knee injury? Pass Who's Kenny Dalgleish joint top goal scorer for Scotland with? Uh, pass Who did Morton beat 3-0 in the Scottish Cup replay last night? Pass What city in Norway did Rosenborg play in? Pass. Who's been told they will start in goal for Celtic on Sunday in the League Cup final? Scott Bain. Colin McMenamin is the new manager of which Scottish League One team? Pass. What year did Arthur Boric leave Celtic for Fiorentina? Just take a wee guess. Uh, 2012. Okay. Let me bring Mark Guidi back. Mark, are you yep. with us? You are right. Same set of questions to you. You ready to go? Mm hmm. Which St Johnston winger is going to miss the rest of the season with injury? And injury. Right. Uh, who is Kenny Dalgleish joint top goal scorer for Scotland with? Dennis Law. Who did Morton beat 3 0 in a Scottish Peter Cup Head. replay last night? Uh, what city in Norway did Rosenborg play? Trondheim. Who's been told they will start in goal for Celtic Scott on Bain. Sunday? Colin McMenamin is the new manager of which Scottish League One team? Uh, still in Albion. What year did Arthur Boric leave Celtic? 2008. And which African country did former Celtic defender Bobo Baldi represent? Uh, New Guinea. Is that New Guinea or pa- just Guinea? Pa- is it Papua? Papua? <laughs> okay. David, how do you think that went? They were quite tough, some of them. I was, I was well beat. I was, they were quite tough tonight. To be honest, yeah. I'm, I'm usually quite good on this competition. Ah, I see when the pressure's on and that music's playing, and you know everybody's listening. It's a bit more difficult. Let's go through them. Which St. Johnson winger's going to miss the rest of the season with a knee injury? It is Dre Wright. Mark Guidi got off to a one-nil start. It went two-nil. Kenny Dalgleish and Dennis Law are Scotland's joint top goal scorers. Morton beat Peter Head three-nil. Well, I just couldn't get the buds out there. Ah, see, that's when the pressure's on. So Mark Guidi goes into a three-nil lead after three questions. Uh, it was one-way traffic. Well, Norway. Have you been Tron time, Mark? In your yes, in your journalistic when, uh, career. Martin O'Neill's team lost maybe oh two oh three. Harold mm. Bratback, I think, scored a couple of goals for for um, Rosenberg that night. Yep. Luckily, David, you eventually got on the scoreboard. It makes me nervous. I'm I'm a softy. I don't like to see people getting zero. So uh, Scott Bain is going to start for Celtic on Sunday. 
but Mark Weedy got it as well So it's 5-1 at this point Colin McMenamin is the new manager of Stainless Muir So it's still 5-1 And he even got this one 2010 Arthur Boric left Celtic for Fiorentina 6-1 now that was as far as, as you got, David And then it was Guinea That Bobo Baldi But listen I, it, it, it was long gone But then, David You got a bit of a doing But thanks for taking part Right, thank you very much Unlucky, David Well done Cheers guys Good man That was David A Rangers fan on the line You'll have your chance To play Beat the Pundit At the same time tomorrow night And of course uh, Two more nights left Giving away tickets To this Legends of Scottish Football event With Danny McGrain Davy Hay And Frank McAvenny On the 7th of January At the Royal Concert Hall As I've been saying We do have similar Rangers prize Up our sleeve For the coming weeks We are going to go Over to Norway right now And get the lowdown From Trondheim In case you, you didn't know that's, that's where Rosenborg play By the way uh, We're going to speak To Ronnie Charters So if you've got any thoughts Thoughts on that game tomorrow? Share them. 01419511025. Ronnie, how are you? Very well. Well, I'm, I'm not very well. I know I always say this, but I can now actually say it. <sighs> I am freezing. It's minus five. And I know you always give me stick for it, but this time I'm, I'm absolutely freezing. I'm sitting in the Lekendal Stadium at the moment. Uh, Brendan Rogers just finished. And the seats in front of me are actually frozen. With ice on them it's well, that, that is what frozen so, means yep. yeah, yeah. No, Very good So uh, Mark, Celtic fans If you're coming Please bring your Your, your warm clothing Mark we do you remember The sunburn on pre-season With Rangers yeah. That yeah. seems like a long Old time ago for <laughs> Ronnie Doesn't it but, but It yeah, seems I, like a long time ago I like See that kind of information Ronnie Where you say That the seats are frozen That's relative Good information to yep. be honest We're not interested In how cold you are You're Just there to do your go. work Let it go We're oh, not interested In how warm you are How cold you are You're there to do your work So what's happening With the football Let's Tell us why you're there And give us some information That we don't know Thanks very much Yes we are here Rosenberg versus Celtic And I must say Fantastic stadium as well First time being here Obviously Celtic have been here Several times before uh, This is the sixth time Celtic and Rosenberg Are meeting But yeah uh, A fantastic stadium I must say 14,000 tickets sold For tomorrow night 800 of those Will be Celtic fans I've seen one or two of them Arriving this afternoon um, And just speaking to Brendan Rodgers there You know he was uh, Very chilled Very relaxed And looking forward to the game Speaking firstly on his team news for tomorrow night's game, a big boost for Celtic in that Scott Brown and Tom Rogic both travelled um, for the game. And Rogers says it's good uh, to have them back and in contention if needed tomorrow night. Yeah, it's something that we, we always you know, we, we look to consider. I think what's really important with, with Scott is that he's back available again. Uh, Tom, as you say, was, um, was in great form, gone away with the international team and... Uh, he wasn't going to play in the Hamilton game anyway, if if he was fit or not. So, uh, so this was his first available game for us. So, um, so yeah, he, he's a big player as a Scott. Most important is that both are available and and uh, and ready to play if required. Uh, Ronnie Charters, you did tell us that it's freezing for the Celtic fans. That actually, is it is good to know because they're going to need to, to to wrap up appropriately. Any other tips you would give for the local area from memory? Being in these Bring types of things wallet. It's not cheap is it? Bring your wallet Is what I would say um, I was at The Rennie Cullen Press conference uh, the, the Obviously Rosenberg boss Earlier on this afternoon A couple of hours in between I went across the road And got A, a hamburger and chips And <laughs> Going back in, Into the You know Calculating it back It cost me Around about 19, 20 quid oh. For a hamburger and chips uh, so the expenses department at Clyde will be good. But, yeah, uh, speaking to Renly Cullen there, just as I was saying that, they, much like Celtic, also have a League Cup final uh, to, to contest with. They've got the, the Norwegian Cup final, the final game of the Norwegian calendar um, against Ronnie Dyla's old side Strom Godset on Sunday. 
looking at the league table, you know, Rose, Rennickel and admitted they're sort of out of contention for, for the Europa League. They will concentrate on this game. They don't want to go into the cup final on Sunday um, with a bad result. So he won't weaken too much. He did say, though, that um, he had to think smartly about playing his best players. He, he will look at that and stress the importance uh, of, of the cup final on Sunday. When we asked Brendan Rodgers the same thing about their cup final, you know, he was very much fully focused on this game. He knows three points is a must with Leipzig and Salzburg playing in the other game. Celtic know they must better Leipzig's points. They have a worse head-to-head than the Bundesliga side, so only points will do for Celtic. And for Brendan Rodgers, he knows he's only going to focus on this game, and he says he'll play his strongest team that he can to get the result it's not something that I can worry too much about because it's it's something that I I can't control. You know the 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 manager of Rosenberg and and the club they they've earned the right to do what they have to do in our game because they have the cup final at the weekend. So it's totally different stages of the season uh, with different objectives. You know, for us, whatever team we'll put out, it will be a strong team and a team that we feel can win the game, and then we go into our first final of the uh, of the season and it will be another very strong team that we think can win the game so uh, I think what's going to be important for us like it's been from the very first time we got together has been the collective you know so uh, so that that we hope throughout the remainder of the season starting tomorrow uh, can get us the results that we want uh, Ronnie Charters what about the I'm sure, I'm sure the question was put to Brendan Rodgers about the accusation or the reports that Rosenborg are going to weaken their side is that something he was trying to uh, avoid? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he, to be fair to, to Brendan Rodgers, he was very complimentary of Rene Cullen's style of play of the Rosenborg players, Mike Jensen, the captain, who is their playmaker and, and, and a real danger for Celtic tomorrow night if he does indeed play. Yeah, he, he said, listen, whatever Rosenborg do, they're going to be a tough side. They are league champions. They, they, they won their league at the weekend, so they're also on a high. Speaking to one or two of the officials, they said this is the final uh, home game, so the crowd are going to be, you know, it's going to be loud, it's going to be celebratory because of that league win at the weekend. So yeah, Brendan Rodgers acknowledged that he, he may not be seeing Rosenberg at their strongest, but no matter, that doesn't make a difference. They're still going to be a, a strong and difficult test f- f- for, for Celtic tomorrow night. Great stuff. Thank you to Ronnie Charters. You know the drill by now. Up the road, get the homework done for tomorrow. Uh, Mark Guidi um, I just I love his weather reports Every time just oh, like, he's, likes to he's, 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 burger reports. Oh, he's a wee sweetie way, isn't he? But that is important the, I think that Because if I was a Celtic Some Celtic fans Will be going maybe for the day And you're thinking 20 quid for a burger and chips Whew, That's But uh, you take your wallet Wherever you go don't you But I would have thought so would Well do. maybe Gordon doesn't anyway. I can't believe I'm getting Listen this is This is a show that consists of uh, Gordon DL There is no chance You're giving me stick uh, above him 01419511025 on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB uh, Ian is a Celtic fan on the line Hi Ian Hi Jim uh, Gordon sorry uh, Good you? evening Jim And good evening Mark Hi Ian uh, Halloween A couple of days to go And that's my three weeks up And then I can relax For Christmas and New Year oh, uh, Get the feet up Ian You deserve oh, it Well no no I've still got a lot to do Obviously Just want to put a wee shout out First Gordon uh, For the Rosie Mitchell Foundation match Between Port Glasgow and Agreement Morton Select at the Port Glasgow Stadium uh, tonight at quarter past seven. Um, it's a massive fundraiser for the, the, the little girl, Jim. Jim Duffy might know of the, the little girl from Greenock at Port Glasgow. 
Um, I, I, I just know, I just know the the fundraising, but I don't I obviously didn't know know the family and like that. Yeah, so, no, but I'm saying you might have known her. What was going on, Jim? Yeah. So just a wee shout out to that tonight, and and yeah, I hope well said. It's, it's a a success, a good day, a good success. There's a lot of bidding going on in auctions, so I'm hoping I'm going to win a couple of things. I've bidded in a couple of things, so hopefully no. I get them. Um, but anyway, the guys were talking at the top of the program. Uh, regarding uh, the Celtic team, the players that's coming back, you're looking at a full, a fully fit Celtic team now, and it's a massive headache with Mark and Jim uh, stipulated earlier on, and yourself, Gordon. Um, where do where do we start? You go with the same team, probably. Um, I, I still say, I've said to you before, weak links in the team. I still say Scott Sinkler and Mikhail Lustig, but we've not got a right back to get in that position. Um, but the players that's, that's travelled with them, did you say Scott Brown and Tom Rodrigue have went? Yes, right. yep. Well, I would say, I, I don't, I, my own personal opinion is I rate Sunday as a more important game for Celtic in the bigger picture. So I think with that in mind, depending on what happens tomorrow night, injuries and stuff like that, but I would say, as I mentioned, the amount of players available for the, for the positions... My front five, or front six rather, for Celtic on Sunday against Aberdeen, would I think the Encham Brown partnership will be restored. Forrest is an absolute gimme on the right. Edward is a gimme as your number nine. Rogic in behind, and Callum McGregor back out in the mm. left hand side. See that, that that is an interesting one, Jim, because I think if you were to pick the guys who individually. Are on the best form You would have Callum McGregor in And you would probably Have Scott Sinclair Not in the team And that's not to say He's playing badly He's just not playing As well as the rest However Do you then lose a bit Of what Callum McGregor's doing By putting him on the left Because it seems to be That most of the praise He's getting is when he's Been filling yeah. in In that midfield role Yeah and also Ryan Christie I mean yeah. Ryan Christie Is I mean uh, You know um, In absolutely Magnificent form Full of confidence Over the new contract James Forrest New contract Cham the new contract there's talk, of, I mean, Ian's saying there that he doesn't feel maybe Lustig's up to it. I, I mean, again, he's talking about his contract top end of this year. I think there's there's talk about um, renegotiating that. But the thing is, Celtic's got an embarrassment of riches. And it doesn't matter. Brendan Rodgers said himself, it's a collective of that. That was a term he used. And he can he can change three or four of these players uh, between tomorrow night and Sunday. And Without not really weakening the team. No, that's not, right, weaken the side. Yep. Um, but again, I would, I would think that um, in the last few weeks... With uh, McGregor playing in that role um, and Christie uh, playing that, then I, I I would think that that might be uh, the team for Sunday. But and and Scott Brown and perhaps Rogic in uh, tomorrow night. But listen, no matter who he plays, there's going to be uh, a real test. And we get back here later on. We were speaking earlier on about uh, Greg Docherty maybe getting back for Rangers, and that's the difference. I think you know if you look at Celtic's quality, strength of quality. Rangers still still have to build that you know over a period of time. So Celtic can I think they've got not quite two teams, but not far away from two teams they could pick between now and uh, now and Sunday. Uh, Ian Mark, what do you think Sunday's more important? Do you do you agree or disagree? You're more than welcome to be greedy and just say that you think both are important as well. Both are important. I agree. If if you had to pick one. Um, tomorrow, um, I'll do in the middle, mate. But, uh, <laughs> Fair tomorrow night is. Tomorrow night's a, a big game and as Mark stipulated earlier on as well I think they're going for a seventh consecutive cup win and a trot on Sunday that would be seven cup 
and I thought would that not be a world record as well I that, no now, idea. that I do not know. I must admit. I really don't. I'll know. look it up for you during the break. Is that that fair? Thank you. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't be far off. I would imagine it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be far off. The, the reason I say Sunday's more important, Ian, is because Sunday's a must-win game. It's a cup final. Yeah. If you don't win it, you lose it. Mm. Whereas tomorrow night, <laughs> you can get a draw, and you can still qualify. Yeah, that's technically. Fair, yeah. So that's why I'm saying, you know, Sunday. If you talk about it's a must-win game. Then Sunday is. Yeah, the other thing about the trophies is that a lot of, a lot of leagues don't have three domestic trophies, yes. or a lot of them don't really focus too much on the cups. But regardless of that, if if Celtic do go into one, and don't get me wrong, I think Aberdeen have got a slight advantage here. I have to say that you know take into consideration Celtic at Hamden and Celtic's record. But I'm just talking about preparation and just a, and a simple mm-hmm. preparation point of view. Celtic in a way to a tough European match, which they really want to win, uh, competitive. You know, it's not it's not a, a you know just a match they can just write off. So they have to go there with the right uh, intention and the right attitude, mm. and then come back. I mean, the time they come back Friday, a little loosen on Friday. You've only got Saturday, you know, to prepare for a cup final. I suppose Sunday. the thing is, they're used to that now, aren't they? Because yeah, of the, but, but the I still success think in the last Aberdeen couple of had, uh, You know, the full week to prepare. So I do think, in terms of preparation, Gordon helps, Aberdeen yeah. have got an advantage. Good news coming from Hamilton. The young Ackies are one 0 in front oh, already. Uh, there's about. 20 minutes gone in that game But they scored after 10 minutes To cut the deficit They now trail 2-1 to one on aggregate Andrew Winter He's been banging in the goals For Aki's youth teams And in fact Scotland's youth teams this season He's scored again And Aki's now just one away From taking this tie to extra time So all the best to the boys In that one We're going to get the full time teaser And it's a cracker Up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com It's time for Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy To go about the full time teaser If you're unfamiliar with the concept What we do every night at this time We get the question sent to us by you And we get it up and running And we give the guys until the end of the show To try and come up with the answers If that sounds like something You would be interested in contributing to Then send your questions in to fulltime At Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com John has sent tonight's question in He says Since 2000 12 players have been sent off In either a League Cup Or Scottish Cup final Can you name them? It is the League Cup final this weekend Of course Since 2000 12 players have been sent off In either a Scottish Cup Or a League Cup final Can you name them? I'll take that as a no Scottish Cup Whatever we think um, You go through them try, You try, try to get back um, We know It was, might have been a semi-final But I'll go for a final Paul Hartley It was the final Of the Scottish yeah. Cup in 2006 yeah. Hearts against Gretna Well done Paul Hartley That was the penalty shootout Wasn't it? Yeah yeah. And uh, the kilts Was it the, the Gretna manager Wore the kilt Didn't he Come to the yeah. game oh, well? yeah, yeah, Ryan Alexander now, Yeah now we're talking Are you now motoring now? I'm on it I'm on it, I'm on it. Danny Wilson Yes, Rangers against St Mirren League Cup final 2010. No, there was. Uh, there was, two, was there, there no two set There were three. They were down to nine men, yeah. Right. yeah. There was somebody else. There was Danny and. It was Kenny no, Miller? No, Kenny scored the goal. He scored, oh, he so. Scored, so Ke- Chris, no, I was going to say Chris. Paul. Wasn't it David Weir? No. No, no. Right. we'll have a wee uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, there's. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Right, okay. So we're looking for 12 players who've been sent off in Scottish Cup or League to. Cup finals since 2000. Guys like Paul Hartley, who got sent off in the 2006 Scottish Cup final, and Danny Wilson, who got sent off in the oh, 2010 I've, League I've, Cup. I'll right, give, one more. I'll give you another one. Chris Sutton. Yes. 
Can you remember the details? I will guess it was the either the 2000 or 2001 League Cup final. Correct. It was the 2001 League Cup final when Celtic played Kilmarnock. Yes. Okay. At Clyde SSB, you can play along as well. I know the knowledge out there is astonishing. Mm. So some of you will blow this one out the water. Give us a shout at Clyde SSB. And again, if you've got a good question, send it into fulltime at Clyde1.com. Who's been hanging on the longest? Let's be fair. James. James is a Celtic fan in Spring Boy. What's your point tonight, James? Hi, Panel. How are you doing? Good, Hi, thanks. James. Hi, James. It's just in regards to the importance. Uh, what one's the more important game for Celtic uh, mm-hmm. in terms of Thursday or Sunday? For me, it's always going to be Europe. Uh, the stage that football's at, it's a global game. It's all about Europe now. Um, I think Celtic have done their domestic treble uh, twice now. And that's historic. That's always, it's never going to be forgotten. I don't even think it's ever going to be done again, especially in this country. So for me, it's about the next step. And that's what Rogers is there for, and it's Europe. Um, I think I would like to see Celtic back to playing the big European games, maybe getting into the last 16 of the Champions League. We're miles off it just now. But I would love to see that back. I think the experience and the European games that we've got in the new, fingers crossed, we can get the luck of the draw if we get through the group. We can progress, and that might stand us in good stead for next season, especially with the qualifiers. I would love to see us back there. And I think in terms of attracting the next big thing, I love all the homegrown players coming through, like your McGregor's and Tierney's and everything. Uh, in fact, attracting the next big thing coming through, like your Dembele, your Van Dykes, I think they're only going to take it seriously if we're doing well in mm. Europe. I don't think they'll care about Scottish football. They, they're not going to care if Celtic won a treble or won, going to win seven cups in a row. They'll probably see that. Oh, that's too easy. I prefer a better challenge. Mm. And if Celtic are progressing better in Europe... Then we might attract these better players. That's an that, yeah. That, that's an aspect that we've maybe not looked at because it's it's long been said on this show, Mark Guidi, and I think you you've said it many times that where Van Dykes and Forsters and Dembele's earn their moves, earn those big multi-million pound moves, is off the back of what they do in yeah, Europe. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what we're saying about about Rangers as well. You know, for example, if Morelos, you know, scores and a couple of goals and the. The rest of Europa League, his value can only increase. And if you're talking about getting a move upwards, and when I say upwards, I mean that with the greatest respect to Celtic and Rangers, because players will tell you it's very rarely in their careers that they'll actually play for a bigger club. They will play in a bigger and better league, but it's very rare they'll play for a club that's got 50,000, 60,000 um, every home game, etc. etc. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly where their the value so so it's a double sided thing for Celtic and Rangers. For example, Rangers getting into Europa League will get them in the region of eight to eleven million pounds, but it also increases and can sometimes treble um the value of a player. For example, would um Virgil van Dijk have become a twelve million pound defender just because he was doing well against Motherwell and Partick this one Dundee? No, it doesn't. It's because he was part of a team that was doing well on the European stage and that's why I ended up in the English Premier League Yeah I mean I think to be honest with you it might attract certain players but you got to remember these players didn't come to Celtic you know because they were big players you know they came to Celtic under the radar and the, the profile of playing in Europe to, uh, the profile helped them so I, I don't think it attracts the big players it's just the fact is that you know playing in Europe obviously makes it more uh, uh, you know, it helps sell on the ones you've got yeah, then. it makes okay. it more appealing to the bigger clubs but I don't think all of a sudden because Celtic uh, would be playing the Champions League if they qualify um, would would all of a sudden you'd have two or three major players in Europe saying it's because Mark said it's the league this is the thing Celtic mm. are a massive club but it is the league but 
you know, James, I, I, I agree with James. Uh, I have, well, you know, Mark's uh, with the domestic trophy and with European football. I think Celtic as a club should be competing in Europe and I think that's the nights that the Celtic fans look forward to I think the domestic game I still think they will win you know the vast majority of games but European football and I think that's what Brendan Rodgers is, is there for to, to take Celtic forward in Europe Do you become victims of your own success a bit in regards to the fact that I mean go back you know however however long you want there, there was a time when of course Celtic and Rangers they, they would want to win every trophy and they would, they would like to win a treble but it was hardly seen as a disaster if you didn't Because it was very difficult yeah. But when Celtic then go and win Six trophies out of six Back to back treble It's almost like The first trophy they don't win Is going to be seen as this big disaster And yeah. that's that's why There becomes yeah. This this increased importance I, on the domestic trophies I, That's where my thinking is coming from Gordon And also as well We are now entering into a period A five week period Where we are going to know what it's all about And we're going to see who exactly has it in them to, to go and challenge Celtic and do Celtic have it in them? Bear in mind, Rangers can go top of the table on Sunday. Uh, you know, have Celtic got a proper challenge and can Celtic respond? That's why I say, um, I think if you to say to Brendan Rodgers privately, do you want to win on Thursday night or do you want to win on Sunday? You can only win one game. I think he'd take Sunday all day long. You're in front of whatever it's going to be, 30,000 Celtic supporters. It's the first part of your treble, your bread and butter. Yes, Europe's nice, um, but like I say, Celtic have still got one game to try and recover. And also, yeah, it gets you more money than winning the League Cup. But are Celtic going to win the Europa League? No, I don't think so. So, listen, maybe, maybe I'm blinkered or whatever. I, I, I don't know. But I just think that, that if you had to pick one victory, I would go mm. for Sunday. Uh, Hugh Mon knows his stuff on Twitter. He says that a Celtic making it seven domestic trophies in a row would equal Walter Smith's Rangers. Uh, they won the title in the Scottish Cup in 91-92 The treble the following season And then the League Cup and the title the season after that So that was seven yeah, yeah. in a row So there okay. we go uh, At Clyde SSB If you want to get involved We're going to speak to John and Blantyre What about the teaser first though Looking for those 12 players Who have been sent off In either a League Cup or Scottish Cup final Since 2000 I, I remembered one Kipri For Motherwell Yes yeah, I had Last season's League Cup final Yeah, and And then the ones that came to mind because I thought the first one, but then it was was it Juf Rangers? No, no, no. I'll go Kevin Thompson. Is this the one? Is it Mirren game? game? Yeah, Kevin Thompson and Danny Wilson. Right. All right, that's a good start. Chris Sutton, Paul Hartley, Danny Wilson, Kevin Thompson, Cedric Kipri. I can see you playing along on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Keep those coming as well. Uh, I like to see how you are faring. Let's speak. To John and Blantyre Hi John How you doing lads alright? Yeah good John. Hi, John Hi John Apologies I've kind of I jumped in halfway through the show I listened to it most nights But uh, I was just getting a wee flavour Of what you were talking about In regards to The morrow night for Celtic I'm a Celtic fan For the morrow night for Celtic And for Sunday Now we're saying For the option to win one game We've not got the option to win one game We've got the option to win two games At the start of the season In the state we were in To where we are the new We've got the team And the options to win both games in my, in my opinion uh, Obviously I don't know if it was Jim or uh, Is it Jim and Mark Tweedy it's on? Yes Aye. I don't know what one is It says Probably the Brown and Cham partnership Will get brought back in For Sunday Now if that's the case Do they play them more night Or do we play the boys that have been playing And playing really well by the way Because mm-hmm. the team that's been in while The lads have been out Injured We've, we've bossed the domestic scene 
you know what I mean? So, and, and so, come Sunday, it's just another domestic game. I know it's a cup final, but it's against a domestic team. So, in my mind, we're, we're on the rise. The defence has been a lot more solid than what it has been. The players have come in, have been hungry, young players, and been doing fantastic in the absence of the senior players, if you like. So, I think we've got the team, the squad, to go and win base games. And I think that's what we, sh- we should be looking at, to go and win base games. I don't think you'll find anybody disagree, in Europe, John. And then obviously win the cup final on Sunday. I don't think any of us disagree. We both think Celtic won both games. Um, but, um, you know, all we're saying is that, you know, there is a, a decision to be made from Brendan Rodgers. Does he bring Scott Brown back in? Um, he's been such an influential captain. Um, he's been he's been the first uh, player on the team sheet under Brendan Rodgers. There's no doubt about that. Um, but in recent weeks, Callum McGregor has taken on that role of. Uh, you know the pivot in midfield, and he's been magnificent. Uh, I, I think that. What Scott does he Brown, do differently to Scott Brown? Well, he's more. He, he's 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 a more positive in terms of going forward football. Scott Brown reads the game defensively better, as I said. But Scott Brown's qualities aren't just on the ball. It's what he demands of his teammates. As I said, it's his influence. It's his personality. His character. He's got that, that mental toughness, um, and also. I think he's got a kind of an aura about him that the opponents are are wary of, you know. And I think that that's a great thing to have in your team. Mm. Uh, Callum McGregor, as I say, is a different style of player, but you see, maybe plays more positive forward thinking yeah. passes. Yeah. But he's, he lacks a little bit defensively. But John Wright, a Celtic now with, with Benkovic at the back, I think he's been he's been terrific. Mm-hmm. That that side of the pitch with Tierney, that's an outstanding Solid. side. And then whether it's Boyata, who looks you know much more um, assured now. Uh, they're very, very solid mm. defensively as well. So all round, Celtic have got the squad and have got the quality to win both games. I, I think, think, I think Brown gives Celtic a proper identity. Aye, aye. Do you know what I mean? It gives that team that central. Exactly, what I think is missing at Rangers at the moment. Brown gives them that the team a real identity, and I, I think that's why he'll, when it comes to it on Sunday, he'll captain the side from the start. John, I suppose if you think back to some of the injuries and. Players who hadn't quite hit form yet And all the rest of it Players who left in the summer I take it this is The single moment Which has seen Celtic With a stronger squad Than any other point They've had this season When, when you see what we had At the start of the season like, You don't know what happened When Boyata down tools and, and, and stuff like that and, and it wasn't good to watch It wasn't good to be a, a fan And sit and watch that Now I can I can't remember what game it was And Chan went off At half time And Christie came on I can't remember exactly What game it was and then it just kind of a bolt momentum for there. Yeah, the Hearts game. Uh, was it the Hearts game? Yeah, and Murrayfield. Kind of, we, we thought maybe in Cham had done a fall. We didn't know it was an injury straight away anyway. And in regards to Brown and uh, McGregor, uh, a lot of people, that Australian fans I know, particularly don't like the way Scott Brown keeps the ball and goes back the way. Whereas it seems as if there's a bit maybe a flow to the game in McGregor's here. I know he's not got the defensive qualities. That's, that's playing for everybody to see. He could learn that. It's maybe a position that he could learn, but there just seems to be a lot more dynamic with these young lads in the team. Now, it depends what sort of game you want to play. See if you want to play a tight game. Then you play Brown and Charm. The two of them are fantastic at what they do. They, they, they hunt every ball. They're hungry for the ball. But if you want that going forward, the quick attack, the counter attack, then they, these young boys that have come in and done so well, can they be overlooked? They, they, I don't think they can be overlooked because there's, a different, there's two different dynamics to the team. 
depending on who you pick. Mm. And that's what I'm loving about being a Celtic fan at the minute. Yeah, the midfield's getting a lot of the focus, understandably so. But the fact that Lee Griffiths is back as well, and yeah. yet I think I mean Christopher Ayer's out. But other than that, Benkovic has has come in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boyata's still there, and so on. So. I mean, this this must be the the strongest moment Celtic have had this season in terms of personnel. I would say so. I mean, there's probably it's only a wrong selection if he lose the game, <laughs> you know. And and therefore, no. Let's say, for example, he does go with Callum McGregor tomorrow night, or he does go with Callum McGregor on Sunday, and he does play Ryan Christie and Celtic don't win the game. Brendan Rodgers will get slaughtered. Likewise, if he plays Scott Brown and they don't win, he'll say, oh, why did you move Callum McGregor out of there? Because the team is is to use John's word, fantastic. So you know, it's it's only going to be right. And that's why he'll pick what he thinks. Obviously, as every manager does, you pick what he thinks is a team that's going to win the game. But I, I suspect, I think his biggest dilemma will be where to play Callum McGregor. That's for me the biggest. I think McGregor will start, but where do you play him? Do you put him in there beside Brown and then Sham? Do you leave it Brown? I think the Rogic for Christie one is almost a no-brainer. Go with Tom Rogic every day of the week with all respect to... To, to, to Christie So I think the McGregor one Where do you slot him in Is his biggest decision Still time for you to get involved 01419511025 Let's check in with the teaser John sent this one in If you like the sounds of it And think you can do something similar Send your questions in To fulltime at Clyde1.com Looking for the 12 players Who've been sent off In either the Scottish Cup Or League Cup final Since 2000 Guys like Chris Sutton Paul Hartley Danny Wilson Kevin Thompson And Cedric Kipre Is the most recent one I'm I'm, uh, I'm toiling. There was the Hearts Hibs game. There was I'm sure there was a sending off. You know, the five one. If you can remember this guy, he'll be impressed. But I can't remember. Who it was, I was I'm, I'm, Is it Benji? Uh, no. No. I mean, I, no. Is it Mala? No. Is it a Hibs player? It is a Hibs player. Is it Pat Fenlon's team. Yes, he so arrived with. Um, I, I I don't know. I I, I I'd Benji in my head because I remember the day right, it was, yeah. but I can't. I can't remember his actual right name even. I don't think it was a bad so He arrived with one of these hilariously inaccurate reputations where they say he is the, the his Jew. nationality oh. and then they name a very famous person in uh, that the, position and the, with the, all the fairness to the guy like it was it was miles off. Yeah. I just, I just he was a left back and they, they I'm sure when he arrived they said he was the Something Roberto Carlos And I remember covering a game For for Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It might even have been his first game Or it was one of his early games And he got a free kick 40 yards out And he did the the proper Carlos run up You know The the, the stutter From Miles And then And oh my word He dragged it And it almost went out for a throw in (laughs) And the look on his face It it was heartbreaking I'm telling you Hilarious though Wasn't he a guy Known for Man U was it? No A Man City rather? No Alright we'll get the answers To the teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Really good teaser sent in tonight for Jim and Mark to tackle. If you've got a good question, send it in to fulltime at Clyde1.com. So John sent the one in tonight, and we're looking for 12 players who've been sent off in League Cup or Scottish Cup finals since 2000. The guys are doing well. They've got Chris Sutton, Paul Hartley, Danny Wilson, Kevin Thompson, and Cedric Kipre. I'll go Kit Broadfoot for Rangers. Yes, against Celtic in 09. Jim Duffy. League Cup final. Neil Lennon. Yes, Celtic also against Rangers in 2003. And Isa Celtic. There's a bit of a pattern here against Rangers in 2011. Never. <laughs> That's the last Celtic Rangers one. Uh, nah, as right. I said to you before I know there's a there's a Hearts But I just for the life of me I cannot The Hibs guy I'm, I'm not going to get the Hibs guy I'm not going to get his name I just, I just know that There was a boy Because I remember Obviously 
Hearts won 5 1 and they've so, never stopped rubbing it in since. Including the Hibs guy, that'd be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. That'd be 9 then, so we've got 3 to get. Plus the Hibs one here. Yeah, so, what's the year of. What, what, what time frame are we looking for this question? 2000 to right. the present day, so, so you've got 36 finals. You've got one. Finals. Chris Sutton was your earliest in 2001. Right, so we've got one in 2000. Yes. Kipri must have been the most recent one. Kipri is the most recent, yeah. So the Scottish Cup final in 2000 was Rangers Aberdeen. The League Cup final in 2000 was Celtic Aberdeen. So was there a Aberdeen player sent off? Yes. Can you remember his name? Um, no, I won't. You'll need to give me a, a clue. All right, we'll get back to that one. All right, I'll give you the games then. So you're looking for that one. You're looking for Hibs Hearts, as you know. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the League Cup final in 2015. Can you remember who that was? So that would be Ronnie Dyla's season. Was it? Uh, yeah. Ronnie Dyla, 2015. Did you say with the Aberdeen ones? What, what year? 2000. 2000 is the Aberdeen Celtic League Cup final you're looking for. You're looking for one from Hibs Hearts in 2012. Yeah, Celtic in the League Cup final in 2015 played. Dundee United Right so it must be a Dundee United player Alright Who was the man Who you can 2015 Who was the manager At Dundee United it would be, oh, Was it Jackie oh, McNamara 2015 was it Was it Jackie Yes yeah, it was Dillon. Because that was the final Just signed where Armstrong, just before and, Armstrong and, yeah. and Mackay Stevens It was Sean Dillon Or something yes. like that Yeah Sean, Sean Dillon. Dillon Well done, well done Alright Okay so you've got Three to get Yeah not bad at all. Right, I'll, I'll think of the Celtic Aberdeen in two thousand, but you, you you get back to look. It could be like Russell Anderson or something like that. Just um, no. Just as I see Cedric Kipri there, it reminds me another big injury blow for Motherwell today. Chris Cadden out for about four months. Um, this comes on the back of of Trevor Carson's you know really bad news regarding him. Um, so a very good win for Motherwell, but that that will sour the week, Jim. Yeah, yeah I mean again. They had that spell where it just, you know, they, they were all over the place, Motherwell, and uh, although um, Stevie Robinson thought that they were playing not too bad in certain of the games, they then go and get a real hiding uh, with Rangers in between those games. But take that game aside, they've actually had some very, very positive results, none better than beating Aberdeen comfortably at the weekend there. And uh, Chris Cadden, as I say, is a very, very important player for them in the way they've played. He's, he's now changed position to playing like a right back, and I think he's, he's reveling in it. Uh, and with, with the goalkeeper as well So they had injuries earlier on And that impacted their season They got them back fit again And as, as you would expect teams To get that wee bit of confidence again So this is another blow But um, you know it's, it's, it's player I mean Motherwell are a club That do have the capability of overcoming it Because they've got a real togetherness mm-hmm. there So although it is a blow uh, I think um, I think uh, Motherwell will be fine In terms of um, competing for that top six place And Mark Guidi It's like injury update uh, Section of the show Christoph yeah. Berra Is playing tonight for Hearts Against Linlithgow Rose yeah. In a friendly Hearts are desperate To get some of them back Because the last few weeks Have been miserable and Especially in comparison To the start they made Yeah Naismith Piazzo uh, Berra Yep it's Suta. eventually Suta It's eventually taken its toll And um, But you know Sunday could be a perfect opportunity To show that um, The past two or three games Has, has been a blip um, But you know they'll, they'll be real up against But on, on their own pitch though You'd never rule Hearts out Against anybody At a packed uh, Tynecastle But certainly they, they need to get back on a bit mm. of form David's a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld what's on your mind tonight David? 
Yes, hello guys. Uh, I just want to say good evening to the panel. Hello. Hi David. Uh, I just uh, was looking over uh, this season thus far and it's really exciting me thus far. It's one of the best seasons uh, I can remember seeing, especially uh, in the last maybe three or four years. Um, I think Hart started off really well, uh, but they've kind of fell away from the pack now. But I can still see something within them that they'd still be maybe a little bit of a threat. Uh, Hibs were quite high in the firing early on as well. But again, they've taken a little dip as well. And now Rangers and Celtic have came to play. Um, but I'm really excited about, about this season. Um, you never really know who's going to win. And I think that's always a good thing mm. with the league fixtures. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, David makes a fair point. It's easy, it's easy, very easy for me to say this on the Wednesday night after it happened. But I just wonder if we will look back on that weekend there as, as the weekend where it shifted towards... Celtic and Rangers or Rangers and Celtic you know yeah, I think as I say, I, I've said this a few times I think a lot of the clubs missed a trick with Celtic's you know mediocre mm-hmm. performances at the start of the season you know they didn't they weren't far in the they did have injuries particularly at the back centre back uh, you know did seem you know as if it wasn't something quite right obviously the transfer saga and all that you know no bringing players in there was a lot of negativity but once Celtic clicked into gear all the players fit you know, they're getting stronger and stronger and then I think it was, you're right, Gordon, I think got pivotal, they went top of the league there, um, you know, a week or so ago. And and we look at the squad now, you look how strong they are. Brendan Rodgers can strengthen if he wants and probably will strengthen in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is now a two... two horse race to a certain extent, but I still think Celtic are far ahead in the race. But uh, Rangers, I think, are, are, are the second best team in Scotland just now. And I think that um, that is obviously something that uh, you know Stephen Gerrard will look to, to build on. I still think they're a bit off Celtic, but I do mm. think that uh, they have improved. And, and like David said, I think they're playing some terrific football, particularly at Ibrox, scoring goals. And, and there's more to come from this Rangers team. I mean, Mark Guidi, I might get this wrong, I'm kind of going off the top of my head. Was that not a weekend where only Celtic and Rangers out of the top eight won? Think think it is it's certainly yeah, close to that. Yeah, so so yeah. that 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 shows you, um, you know how how it was certainly so tight. And it's still tight, but it's early. Yeah. But just a real missed opportunity for certain sides. Yeah, it was. I mean, I know what Jim's saying in terms of early in the season, but you know, Celtic did drop a lot of points earlier in the season, so a number of teams did take um, advantage of their poor form. But I think the key to it was is actually Brendan Rodgers getting his module back because you could see that he wasn't himself. Uh, in terms of maybe f- f- five, yeah, six weeks of the season, yeah, two seconds, David. Um, and he got it back, and that spread itself uh, positively around um, the squad again. But uh, look, see, come closing time on December the 29th, Gordon, we will know absolutely what it's all about. Over to you, David. Make it quick if you can. We're almost out of time. Yeah, no problem. Well, I see Celtic as uh, a, a steam train, if you know what I mean. Uh, they, might, they might have started off slowly, but there's no arguing that they're definitely the ones to beat now. But um, I'm confident in my team. I think they might be able to nick one over them the next time. But you never know. I think with this uh, allocation thing, it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing for us. I don't know. I'll let you get a quick score prediction for your team tomorrow night, David. Rangers against the Villarreal, what do you think? I think it's going to be a quite a case. Cagey game I think it's going to be the one goal and I reckon I think Rangers are probably the European leg speaks for itself okay. I think they've got everything there Good man thank you to David and Cumbernauld our final caller of tonight you're still looking for three on the teaser of 12 players who've been sent off in Scottish or League Cup finals 
Since 2003 to go oh, uh, I'm just thinking of the Aberdeen ones One of the young brothers? No Dan Mackey? No <sighs> right, Another Scott one you're looking for Is the Scottish Cup final 2015 Inverness against Falkirk Remember at Falkirk Got back on level terms And it was the 10 Men in Verness Who Draper. ended up winning the cup No Draper Tansy Um Shinny? No. Oh, Tavellox? No. Nah, I can't. Oh, a fullback. Yeah. His initials are CT. Cal Tremarco. Cal Tremarco. Right, the Aberdeen one. We'll just do initials. It's too late. TS. Tommy. Thomas. Smith. Thomas Solberg Thomas Solberg And uh, you didn't get the Hibs Hearts one The no. Gambian Roberto Carlos no. Anyone? No uh, Bobby something It was no. Pakujabi No Never I'm just delighted like right, I learned a new phrase <laughs> Undroppable I'm keeping that mark <laughs> like So if a player says to me I'm When my friend Gavin I'm saying by the way You're undroppable Brilliant I like it Thank you <laughs> Thank to Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy for joining me We're back tomorrow at 6 With Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson But stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors a team that gets results every week talk to thompsons.com